This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, everybody. So glad we can be together again in Johannesburg and South Africa. Welcome to all of you in the church building and the other overflow facilities. Give the Lord a great big praise offering, if you would. Thank you. Praise God. Now, we have a powerful message for you today, a very exciting service ahead of us. But before we get into all of that, I have two short videos I'd like you to see. The first one is from Michael Swain. He is an attorney representing for South Africa. And he is going to talk a little bit about the national disaster regulations that the government is trying to impose upon us, which would actually take away many of our freedoms in South Africa. And we must respond to this. Every individual must respond to this urgently. So we'll let you watch that video, and then we're going to watch a short healing video. Roll the tape. Thank you. This is Michael Swain, Executive Director of 4SA, bringing you an urgent update. On Tuesday, the 29th of April, Cogta Minister Nkosazana Dlamini Zuma published a new set of regulations under the State of National Disaster and has given until 5 o'clock on Friday, the 1st of April, for comment. According to media statements by government this morning, these will only be in place for 30 days after the state of national disaster ends, which is expected to be on the 5th of April 2022. Thereafter, they will automatically lapse. The Cogta Minister's regulations are therefore designed as an interim measure. They essentially replicate the proposed restrictions that are contained in the draft health regulation and affirm government's intention to limit gatherings to 1,000 people indoors and 2,000 people outdoors unless you can show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. They're intended to fill the gap between the end of the state of national disaster and the implementation of the new draft health regulations, which are currently open for comments still until Friday the 15th of April. Let me repeat for sake of clarity. The Cogta Minister's regulations gazetted last night are simply a stopgap measure. Once the state of national disaster ends, then all the regulations that were made under it will fall away, except for this final set, which only has authority for 30 days. For SA's view is we must keep our focus and comments and submissions on the main thing, the draft health regulations. These will literally dictate our way of life and our society going forward indefinitely. So it is therefore vitally important that every individual, every religious organisation mobilises and sends in submissions on these draft health regulations before Friday 15th of April. We need as many voices as possible to speak out and oppose what in 4SA's view are draconian and unconstitutional measures. And do not be discouraged by ignorant messages saying that unless your submission is in your own words, it doesn't count. Every submission counts and the more submissions we make, the louder our voices become. You can make your submission by going to the 4SA website and clicking on the link in the banner. Take action now, www.forsa.org.za, and make your voice heard. Thank you. You go every two weeks for surgery. If you've got a problem with your bones, are you in a car accident? And you've had how many surgeries? Eight or twelve. Okay, you need, you've had eight or twelve, 12 surgeries. surgeries already, yeah. I started from my ankle. 
the bottom femur. Okay, that's all right. You've had eight or twelve. What next surgery do you need? Now they, they scrape the cuts and then um, I can't walk properly like in stand up now. Okay. Balance foot, but then it's sore and I broke my cervix as well. Okay. Everything was broken. Okay. A serious car accident. Serious. All right. Where's that lady there? Now I want you to watch something, okay? Watch this, okay? You need spinal, a spinal surgery. Yes. What, where in your back? On, oh, from my neck right down. So actually a nerve surgery. Chair, please. So you need um, surgery in your whole spine? Yes. Did you say? Yes. Okay. Give me your legs if you don't mind. Now, I want this lady right over here. Bring her up here. I want you to see this. Can you see this one leg? Bring her around the other side. Bring her around the other side. Did you know your one leg is shorter than the other leg? No. Did you, can you see that? Look, I mean, look where your heels yes, are touching. Can, can you see the heels where the heels are touching? Yes. Did you know that that would cause a problem in your spine? That would cause a problem in your spine. I didn't know it. I just know it. No. Well, that's not too good. You understand that? Yes. Now, do you believe Jesus can lengthen that short leg? Yes. Of course he can. Yes. All right. So he's going to lengthen the bone, the skin, the muscles, and everything. I believe. All right. The Holy Spirit's here. The anointing. Amen. So when you say thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. The power of God will flow through that short leg. Watch it. There it comes. See that? Yes. The same length, right? You see yes. that? Now that same power, that heat, that heat is going up your back, healing your spine. You won't need any more surgery. Amen. There it goes thank right now. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There it goes. Thank you, Jesus. It's getting hot. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, It's getting Jesus. hot. Thank you, my Lord. God's healing your spine. All right, now lift both your hands in the air and thank Him. Because it's done. Done. All right. Now I want you to stand on your feet and you can touch your toes, try and find the pain, do whatever you couldn't do before. You'll see it's all gone. Just be careful, the anointing of God's on you. I don't want you to fall over. Move around. Try and find the pain. Bend down. Okay. Stand up. Stand up, move around. Walk there and walk back. Turn around, walk back. Now look at me. What happened to the pain? I'm all hot. My whole body is hot. What happened? I don't know what's going on. You don't know what happened? It's illness and now I'm healed. You know I'm healed, healed in Jesus' name. You're healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my soul. Oh, you don't need any more surgery. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise God. And you, same problem. Mine's by C's 5, 6, and 7. There's a gap between. Chair, thanks. You need surgery? Yes. Now I'm going to miss you. Come over here. Late in the wheelchair. All right, just happened to be your...
right leg is also shorter. Can you see that? Yes, I can. All right, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There it comes. That's the same, thank right? You, Jesus. Yes, it's the it's same. same, right? Yes. The same power is going up your back, healing your back right now. Thank you, Jesus. It's all gone. You're thank healed. You, thank you, Lord. Now you can stay on your feet and touch your toes, do what you couldn't do before because you'll see you're completely well. Microphone. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All the pain's gone. All the pain's oh, gone. What's your problem? Microphone. It's the, the lower back. The lower back. It needs operation and the knee. Operation for your lower back and your knee. Yes. That's what you need. Yes, this was done in 2015. Share, uh, please. So, what happened to you? No, just arthritis. Arthritis? Yes. Arthritis. Okay, so it's the other leg that's a bit shorter. No, it's not, it's the same leg. Your right leg is short. Did you know that? Yeah, this is what they did the operation on. Okay, yeah. well, you say thank you, Jesus, and that power's gonna go through that leg. Have a look, watch your leg. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There it comes. It's the same now. Can you see that? Okay, now that same power is going up your back. There it goes, it's getting hot. Healing your back right now. There you are. All the pain is gone. You can relax now. All the pain is gone. You can relax. You can relax. You're healed. You can get up and thank Jesus and walk free. Walk. Come back. Tell us what Jesus did for you. I'm grateful. I'm healed. That's all I can say. Jesus healed me. Jesus healed me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready to be healed? You ready to be healed? Put this chair right in front of this wheelchair. What's that now? I'm scared to touch the floor, though. Why are you scared to touch the floor? I can't get down at all. My whole body is Give me that. Take that bag out of the way. So you can't walk at all. I can stand up, I can walk. No, no, you're not standing anywhere. You're My staying in that chair. My legs are mismatched. They can't act like this nowadays. So we, they fixed the top fevers. It stands okay. up there. So but you saw Jesus do some miracles here now. Yes, I did. And you saw all the videos. Yes, and I believe in Jesus. Okay, you believe you're going to receive your healing now. What's going to happen to you when I pray for you? What's going to happen to you when I pray for you? The bones are going to loosen. They're going to come together. They're like Okay. And I'm going to be able to walk more freely than I can walk. What about walk perfectly? Walk perfectly, yes. Yes, what about that? All right. So are you ready to walk? Yes. What's your name? Tony. Tony. Are you ready to walk, Tony? Give me your legs. Give me your legs. You can't even lift them up. Okay. That's fine. Stay where you are. Trying to see. I can't measure your legs like that. All right. I can't measure your legs. You can't straighten your knees. Your legs are bent. All right, I'm putting my hand on you, right, Tony? Yes. That warm heat, the power of God is going to go through your body right now. I want you all to put your hands out towards her. All of you in San Antonio, put your hands towards her on the screen. Point your hands to the screen. 
going to hold your head up. The power of God is going to come on you now. So I receive the anointing of God to flow through my body and heal me right now. In the name of Jesus. There it is. Power of God is flowing through you, Tony. Feel that? Warm heat? Yes, good. Flowing from your head down to your toes. Mm. Power of God is so strong here. I have to. I don't fall over myself. Anointing of God's flowing through your body. Straightening those legs out right now. Straightening those legs out right now. He's straightening those legs out right now. Strengthening your body. Loosening your body. All this pain is gone. The arthritis is gone, the discomfort is gone. All future surgeries are healed. God's healing your body, honey, from head to toe. Thank you, Jesus. You can give God all the glory here today, aren't you, Tony? You are. Yes. Of course. All right, are you ready to get up and walk? And praise the Lord. Everybody, let's give the Lord some praise in the house. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Turn around. Let's give Jesus some praise in the house, everybody. Praise God, praise God. Now, Tony, you don't need that. You don't need that. I want you to push me. Can you push me? Get behind this chair, Tony. I want you to push me. Blown away. So, the things that I could not do before he prayed is I could not touch a film, I could not put my legs together, I could not stand very long because the knees would have like a retention around them, they would want to buckle. So, I would need to then go and find a place to sit. I could not stand up, I could not, um, yeah, I would, if I walked, I would balance on something and I would walk with two crutches. I was only walking with one crutch because his hand was broken so I couldn't lean on it. I thank God for the healing. Oh, obviously I know that. There have been so many times that Satan's come to try and attack me and to rob me and I've just put down that foundation. My faith used to be very strong. It's getting back to that level of strength. I don't listen to that. Even in my worst situation, I tell everybody, but every knee will bow, every tongue confess, it says so. They go, oh, we're going to bow to Jesus. That's my God. <laughs> So I've always believed in that. 
but I haven't put the, the axe with it. So I thank God for what he's done in my life. I thank you, Pastor Theo, for the time that he spent with me, first of all, for what he saw, for the continued prayer, and the continued prayer that I know everybody is holding me in. There's something in group prayer, you know, one or two more gathered in my name, there I am amongst them, 100%, and I need that. But it's a whole reformation of what God's done. As He's doing it in my body, He's doing it in my mind. It is amazing. All right, praise God. Please respond to that. And if you need further information about that, please go onto our website, CFC Johannesburg, and you will find all the information you need to help you address this matter accurately and efficiently. Okay, let's begin with our message today. Who is the Holy Spirit? It is very important, extremely important, that in this day and age, we understand who the Holy Spirit is and that we are able to fellowship with Him, have a relationship with Him, allow Him to guide us and be available to help us in every area of our lives. Vitally important, especially in the world we live in today. All right, so let's go, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. And we'll find out in how many ways the Holy Spirit is able to help us today. All right. The Bible says here, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So, he who speaks in other tongues, that's not talking about natural languages. That's talking about our heavenly prayer language. Once you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but unto God. Say so that when I talk in tongues, I'm talking directly to God. Good. It goes on to say, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. All right, when you speak in tongues, the natural man does not understand what you're saying. In fact, you don't even understand what you're saying. Then it goes on to say, however, in the spirit, he is speaking mysteries. You are speaking mysteries. So praying in tongues is speaking directly to God. And the mysteries mentioned here refer to God's wonderful plan, purpose, and blessing, which he has planned for your future. You are praying his plan of blessing for your future into reality, into existence. That's what the mysteries are referring to. As we have learned in part five, our previous lesson, when we pray in tongues, every so often we should stop and confess the following. The Holy Spirit I receive your instruction and direction now. Let's say that together. It's up on your screens. Say this with me. Dear Holy Spirit, I receive your instruction 
and direction now. So while we pray in tongues, stop and say that every so often. Because if you'll do that, you'll find the knowledge of what you're praying about drift up into your understanding. And then you can act on it. Besides the Holy Spirit dealing with your future, he'll inform you of it as well. All right, so when we pray in tongues, five things happen. Here they are. Number one, you want to write this down. Praying in tongues allows the Holy Spirit to operate freely in our lives. Very important. Praying in tongues allows the Holy Spirit to operate freely in our lives. Number two, praying in tongues enables us to hear God's voice more clearly. Enables us to hear His voice more clearly. Number three, praying in tongues is tuning into the Holy Spirit. Just like you would tune into a radio station or on the old TVs, uh, I know some of the young people will never remember this, but when TV first came out here in South Africa, we had something called bunny ears stand on top of the TV. How do you remember those days? Put up your hand if you remember those days. Okay, so we had to turn those bunny ears until we got a nice picture on our screen. We were tuning into that TV station. So when you pray in tongues, you are tuning into the Holy Spirit's direction and His help in your life. Number four, when we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is praying about our future and then He's bringing our God-blessed future to pass into our lives. Number five, the Holy Spirit begins to arrange people and circumstances in our future, making it possible for God's will to be carried out in our lives. Okay? So the Holy Spirit will begin to arrange circumstances and people so that they'll work with you in your team, bringing God's plan of blessing to pass in your life. Not only His plan of blessing you, but you being a blessing to many others, winning the lost, ministering to the sick, seeing the miracles, and so on. All right, now let's go back to Romans 8.26 again. We looked at this very carefully in uh, part five. Now in part six, I just want to look at the most important part of the verse, all right? Verse 26, Romans 8. Now this is the TW translation. That means me, he and the law. <laughs> Yours truly. All right. Romans 8, 26. The important part of that verse from the TW translation. The Holy Spirit himself makes an intercession for us. In that verse, God is saying the Holy Spirit personally prays for us. That's what it's saying. He's praying for us. As you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is giving unction to that prayer. All right, the next verse, 27. 
the key part of that verse, just the most important part. Here it is. The Holy Spirit intercedes for the saints to bring about the will of God for us. To bring about the will of God. Say that with me. The Holy Spirit intercedes for me, prays for me, to bring about the will of God. Now, not our will, but His will. Not our will be done, but thy will be done. And his will is always better, filled with exciting adventures and blessing. Hallelujah. All right, now verse 28. Still from the TW translation. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Now, this is not saying when you have a car wreck, that it's good, it's God working it out for you. No. This is talking about the result of praying in tongues. Only the result of praying in tongues. That's what it's referring to. Nothing else besides that. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, number one, to those who are committed to the purpose of God by praying in tongues. So I'm committed to the purpose of God when I pray in tongues. Say that. When I pray in tongues, I am committing myself to see God's purpose come to pass. Hallelujah. And all things work together for good. Now, I'm going to invite you to take a picture of that verse 28 up on the screens. So let's keep it up on the screen, please, that verse 28. Take a picture of it with your phone because you're not going to see that verse like that anywhere else. That's the TW translation, and that verse, that which I've written there, explains the full and clear meaning of that verse. Takes away all the confusion that God is causing all these tragedies to happen, and it's going to be good. It's not God. All right, those who are committed to praying in tongues to see the purpose of God carried out in their lives will find all things work together for good. The Holy Spirit will prevent tragedies, provide protection, and arrange blessings for us when we pray in tongues. For example, in my book, How to Recognize the Voice of God, I share several examples of how this works. I'm just going to take a few of those examples and share just the bottom line of each one with you right now. I'm not going to go into detail of every story because it'll take too long. But let me mention, for example, the story about Natalie, our daughter Natalie. Um, she, uh, well, let me back up. We went to visit uh, Dr. Bev, Pastor Bev's uh, sister, Brenda, and her husband, George, in Atlanta. And they've got two children. Well, they did have two, teenage, two little boys at that time, teenagers, uh, Robbie and George. And Natalie and Candace at the time was uh, 15 and 13. And they're, they're the boys were the same age. And they went fishing at a small little river in a little forest 
behind their house, some maybe two, three kilometers from their house. And uh, they were sitting in a remote part of that very uh, river. There was no one else around for a long, many miles. And uh, fishing, when they heard a voice say, uh, when a man's voice spoke to them, I won't have time to tell you what he said, but it ended up that the three kids ran away and left Natalie there by herself, and the man proceeded to try and rape her. But the Holy Spirit had warned me that this was going to happen, and I began to pray for Natalie specifically, calling her name out, as the Holy Spirit led me to pray for her, bound the devil, and because of that, she escaped from this definite rape experience and maybe even loss of her life. So the Holy Ghost worked through me by his grace and mercy and saved my daughter's life, or our daughter's life. Candace, uh, also our daughter Candace, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me early one Sunday morning, about 2 o'clock, and uh, called me to prayer. And I, I prayed for several hours in the Holy Ghost with this terrible burden. And coming home from church, we have a huge gate across our driveway. And uh, it weighs several hundred pounds of solid steel. And this gate fell upon Candace and crushed her to the concrete or the brick driveway. And uh, by the grace of God, we pulled, uh, Pastor Bev picked the, great, the gate up, how, I don't know, and managed to drag Candace out underneath the gate and drop the gate. And, um, and there was nothing wrong with her, not even a scratch on her. Supernaturally protected, she should have died. Because the Holy Ghost led me to pray for her before the accident happened. We were in a meeting, in a service, and the Holy Ghost began to deal with me to pray in tongues. I wasn't preaching. And so I travailed in spirit under my breath. I prayed softly. No one else could hear me. Pastor Bev at that time went home, opened the front door, went to the house, and four big men were in the house at the time. And when they saw her, they dropped what they were stealing and ran for their lives from Pastor Bev. I don't know if they saw an angel with her or what, but they ran like their lives depended on it. When the police came and they took the statement, they were shocked that these four men had fled from her because they said 99% times out of 100, they would have uh, injured her badly or, or, or even killed her. Uh, at least tied her up and possibly even raped her. But none of that happened by the grace of God because of praying in tongues. Very early hours of one Friday morning, the Holy Spirit woke me up to pray for our youth pastor, Jacques. After praying for him for several hours, he came to visit us that very morning, and I told him what had happened. And I said, Jacques, the Spirit of God had me praying for you. So he wants you to know that you need to be alert, not afraid, because the problem has been solved, and you will be protected, but the devil's going to try and kill you. Well, on that Sunday night, the devil tried to kill him, 
and he was protected. And uh, this story, all these stories are in my book on how to re recognize the voice of God. You can get the full story in there. Very exciting, interesting. I'll walk you step by step through the process so you know how to yield to the Spirit of God yourself uh, in, in those circumstances. All right, then my secretary, Angelique, uh, Dr. Bevan, our secretary at the time, was Angelique. And the Spirit of God led me to ask the leadership to pray one Tuesday night at a leaders' meeting. And so I asked them all to stand up and pray. And we prayed with gushings and, uh, and, and travail uh, at that time. And the next day, I found out that Angelique had a very serious car accident at that exact time, because I asked the people to take note of the time when we finished praying. At that exact time, a truck ran over their little Renault 5. It's a small little car, as you know, and uh, squashed it flat. And they had to cut the, her and her husband out of that car with blowtorches. And when they got out of the car, the fire department could not believe that they were alive, but they stood up, not a scratch on their bodies, and they went home. So God did miracles. Now, I have several more examples like that in my book, so I encourage you to read them. I'll explain how it all works. I'll walk you through it so you can uh, allow the Holy Spirit to do that in your life as well. All right. The Holy Spirit will open doors for us to witness to the lost and pray for the sick. He can open and close doors for us by praying in tongues. Say that the Holy Spirit can open and close doors by praying in other tongues. All right. He knows if you are about to make a wrong choice in your life. He knows. And before you come to that place or time in the future, if you pray in tongues, when you come to that moment, the Holy Spirit will have already arranged your protection and your guidance so that you will not make the wrong choice, you'll make the right one. He'll open or close the door for you. Only if you pray in tongues. Because he knows if it's going to bring harm to you or blessing. He knows if it's the right choice or not. That's if you spend time, I want to say it again, praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit cannot help us that way if we don't pray in tongues. And most folks make the mistake of thinking every open door is from God. It's not the case. The Holy Spirit will begin to order our steps if we pray in tongues. The Bible tells us He orders the steps of the righteous, but that's only if we pray in tongues, family. Then He's able to take charge. Remember, I want to say this again, not every open door is from God. Always be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's guidance. Now, in my book on how to recognize the voice of God, I have a chapter, chapter 16, titled, the mystery of the open door. The mystery of the open door. That's in chapter 16. I want to encourage you to read that chapter. It has helped many people. 
avoid many mistakes in their life. And I have been ministering 43 years, been a Christian for over 50 years, and I promise you right now, I've seen many people go through open doors that they thought were from God, only to find out it was straight from the pit of hell, and it brought disaster to their whole family. So don't just do that. Listen to God, read the book, follow the guidance offered to you. So all right, we're going to end our, our, our message right here because we've got a lot of exciting things still to go in our service today. At this point in time, I'm going to invite all of the leaders and the pastors to come to the front of the platform, turn around and face the congregation. So pastors and leaders, come to the front now, please, as quick as you can, quick as you can. And then I'm going to invite all of you that would like to be full of the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues to come to the front and they will pray for you right now. This is the time. There's a strong anointing for this. And also, all of you that desire to be healed this morning of whatever your problem might be, come up to the front and request healing as well. You'll receive either healing or the infilling of the Holy Ghost, whatever it is you need. They're all ready to pray for you right now. Come on up quickly, as quick as you can. Praise the Lord. And while this is happening, the worship team are going to worship and sing for the rest of you, sitting down in your seats to join in and worship God while these folks are being ministered to up in the front. All right, worship team, go right ahead and worship the Lord. As you make your way down, please remember, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with evidence of praying in tongues, come to my right-hand side, which will be your left. If you're trusting the Lord for healing, then come down, and the pastors here on the left-hand side will pray for you. Thank you very much. Praying the infilling of the Holy Spirit on the right and healing on my left. Thank you, praise and worship team. Quiet my soul. Remember, redemption's here where your blood was spilled. Everything I want's empty. I count it all as lost. Lead me to the cross where you All of those of you that have come to receive the filling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues, whether you're standing there waiting or whether you're right here by the pastors, I want you to pray this prayer after me this morning, if you wouldn't mind, okay? Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you this morning for the free gift of the Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name that you would fill me now with your Holy Spirit, with the evidence of praying in tongues. I'll glorify you as I pray in tongues right now in the name of Jesus. 
And for those who are in front now, let's begin to pray. And won't the congregation members join us, please, this morning as we pray in the Holy Spirit together.
All right, praise the Lord. If you receive your healing today, won't you please wave your hands and give God the praise. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. You may go back to your seats if you haven't done so. And all of you that received the Holy Ghost for the first time in your life, would you raise your hands and wave them and give God a great big praise God. Praise the Lord. All right, please, would you kindly take your seats, bow your heads, and let's receive the altar call. Thank you. While every head's bowed and every eye's closed, if you want to know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior today, what an opportunity this is. Right now you can know for sure that you will go to heaven one day and that you'll not miss and go to hell. You can know for sure. If you'd like to know that you're going to heaven, I'm going to pray a prayer and God is going to speak to your heart right there in your seat and let you know all is well. God is your Father and you are on your way to heaven. If you want that, slip your hand up when I count to three and you will be included in my prayer and God will speak to you if you do that. Are you ready? Here I go, counting. One, two, three. Slip those hands up. All right, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, everybody please say this prayer with me especially all of you that have raised your hands. Let's say this prayer together. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross for me. I ask you, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Thank you, Lord. Come into my heart. Save my life. I declare you are the Lord of my life. I will live for you with all my heart until I see you face to face on that glorious day. Praise God, I am saved, bound for heaven. God is my Father. I'm God's child. Thank you, Jesus. If you said that prayer, congratulations. We will see you in heaven if you'll stay in fellowship with Jesus. We will see you in heaven. Now, the person that prays with you right now, that person is going to invite you to go to a place of prayer where you'll be ministered to for a brief moment, and then you'll be free to leave. Very important. Go with them. They're ready to minister to you in the prayer room. God bless you. We love you. Give them a great big hand as they go, everybody. Praise God. All right, go with those people. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to say again how much Pastor Bev and I love you and appreciate you and can't wait to see you at celebration. We pray for you continually. And we will see you next weekend right here at CFC. So don't miss. Come to church and you will be blessed in the presence of God. I have a powerful message again about the Holy Spirit. See you next weekend. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. 
If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 